The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music! So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I am so excited about this show today. We have the amazing Chef Del Shroff right here on this program, and he's going to talk about so many things related to plant-based eating and delicious food. Man, he's a great chef. So that's coming up in just a minute, and then later on in the program, I have a fantastic recipe of the week for you, something that you can prepare throughout the winter holidays. It's easy, it's delicious, and here's a little hint. It's a dessert, and it's made out of sweet potatoes. I hope that piques your interest. And then we've got some fantastic music from our friend Jim Brickman. So it's an action-packed show, but right now I'd like to bring on the amazing Chef Del Shroff, who has worked in vegan and vegetarian kitchens since 1989. He's owned a vegan bakery, a vegan personal chef service, worked as executive chef at the Wellness Forum, And he has written four fantastic cookbooks, including Forks Over Knives, the cookbook, Better Than Vegan, the China Study Quick and Easy Cookbook, and the China Study Family Cookbook. And Dell is presently working with the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies as a culinary specialist, and he is the host of CNS Kitchen. And I'd like to welcome him to the program right now. How are you? Are you today Chef Dell? Laura, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited you're here. I mean, we've had so much fun together, season three and four. We got to cook in your kitchen at the Wellness Forum, and we got to sing. And it's just been such a wonderful journey all these years. But lately, I've heard about this fantastic new thing you're doing called CNS Kitchen, and I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, I'm excited to to share it. You know, this is kind of a a project of, of love. Um, I started there a few years ago at the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies, and this project came out of a lot of conversations about how do we support 
people who are looking to adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And um, we, we tried a few different approaches, including on regular social media, uh, Facebook, et cetera, and found that we really wanted our own space and there was more that we could do if we did so. So we moved to a network called Mighty Networks and have been building this community ever since. We've gone from, oh, since March of this year, we have 2,600 members. And it's a wonderful community. It's a community of people who they understand that a whole food plant-based lifestyle and a positive outlook towards life and a supportive community can actually heal and enrich our lives. Um, we want our, our, our community to get healthy and stay healthy. And then most importantly, and you know this, to enjoy the ride along the way. Right? It's, it's not just about the diet, the food that, choices that we make, but it's about learning to have a full and engaged and happy life and, and, and in a supportive environment that's free of judgment. And that's what we've created at CNS Kitchen. I think it's just absolutely fantastic. And I agree with you completely because you've got to be happy in your food journey. You know this more than anybody because of the wonderful food that I see on your show and in your cookbooks that the food can be, it can be amazing. It can be celebratory every day. It's not about nuts and twigs. You know, I mean, you might remember an old commercial back in the 70s for a cereal that we talked about, you know, it's more than just the nuts and twigs. It's, it's a full, full complement of, of dishes that we eat every day, and we enjoy it. And why shouldn't we? I agree 100%. We have to enjoy the food we're eating. And that's what you do so great, because... You know, people are coming on board and they're thinking plant-based, they're thinking vegan, they're thinking, oh, I'm just going to have to give up a whole bunch of stuff. But you show us that it's not giving up stuff, it's actually expanding your culinary vocabulary, so to speak, and having so many new voyages and journeys that are so exciting, learning about food that not only is good for us, but tastes really, really good. Don't you agree? Oh, totally. I agree. And I had this conversation with um, a member the other day about, you know, I feel like I'm giving up all the things that I've learned to love. And I'm like, no, if you replace that mindset with just finding different versions of the foods you love. If you grew up eating Italian food, there's Italian food that can be served plant-based. There's Chinese and Thai, and there's Mexican and tacos and pizza night and hot dogs, and and all of those things can be done plant-based and healthy and tasty. Absolutely. And that's what you do so well, and that's what I do too. I mean, we do it in different ways, but my whole mission has been based on, you know, my family recipes and how I grew up. And there's really just about every kind of food that you can make it plant-based. And then you can say to yourself, oh, wow, I didn't realize this was going to really taste so good. And I've just got to go back to it. That's what you do so well. I mean, to this day, I'll take your books out of my you know, personal cookbook library, and I love to read them over and over again. And I'll say to myself, "How the heck did he think of this?" And I know later <laughs> on we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about your carrot dog recipe, which always just <laughs> blows me away. But it really is about being able to understand that you can marry those tastes, those textures that you've perhaps become accustomed to, and 
include them in your new updated healthy plant-based diet. Am I am I kind of getting that right? Oh, oh yeah, completely. And and you talk about, you know, your family recipes. Well, a lot of my taste buds come from having a family of gourmet cooks and my mother was an amazing cook, was also a food explorer. So we had our traditional family favorites, but I'll never forget coming home one night and we were eating duck a l'orange. I mean, who cooks that at home, right? Yes. But she, she, she did, and she cooked amazing dishes, and she would go out. I'm doing a class this week on um, one of her, an interpretation of one of her dishes. She used to make this Italian meatloaf, and it was a meatloaf, and it had a ricotta filling. And I'm doing my in, uh, version of it for this class, and I'm very excited because I love this recipe, and I loved that recipe growing up as a kid. So the, those um, influences that she bestowed upon me are still there. Yeah. Same with me. You know, I've talked about the fact that my grandmother's last name was Cook, literally. And <laughs> it, it really describes her as a home cook. She was absolutely amazing. She passed that on to my mother. My mother and my grandmother both passed that on to me. And my whole journey started just like you're talking about, you know, taking grandma's recipes. When I moved out of the house, she would send me her recipes, handwritten on little recipe cards. And I, of course, way back then, I'd try to replicate the recipes themselves. But then about 20, 30 years ago, I started saying, okay, well, now we've got to figure out how to make them vegetarian and then eventually vegan. And those are some of my greatest recipes. And those are actually the recipes. I don't know if you find this, Del, but the, a lot of those family-based recipes that are influenced by tastes and textures that you grew up with, a lot of them end up becoming real fan favorites. I mean, one of my most popular oh. recipes is that pot de creme recipe that was grandma's recipe. Oh, yeah that I made yeah. vegan. And another one of them is vegan chopped liver, which is my mother-in-law's family recipe passed down for generations and generations. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, by the way, I love your chopped liver, the vegan chopped liver that you make. It's one of my favorite recipes. Um, you know, we grew up, I didn't grow up in a, in, a, in a kosher household at all, but my mother, again, cooked all kinds of foods, and, and that was one of them. So, you know, imagine me finding that you can make that vegan because a lot of people wouldn't think that you could. But other dishes, like her fried chicken was one of the best fried chicken recipes I've ever had on this earth. And her and my grandmother, my father's mother, used to make this smothered version of it, right? So, you know, my oven fried tofu recipe, which I now make without oil, um, reminds me of her fried chicken. And then I make a cashew gravy using cauliflower and toasted cashews to put on top of it. And I feel like I'm going right back into my grandmother's kitchen. Wow. So those, those memories are strong. And I think that you're right. Those are the recipes that people really do respond to. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And how can people join the cooking classes? How can they learn more about CNS Kitchen? What do they do? You can, um, it's, it's a, there's a free basic membership and then there's, of course, it's a, a premium version that includes classes and all that, but you can go to cnskitchen.nutritionstudies.org and, um, and join there. Um, and like I said, it's free to join. Um, I think I'll ask you a couple of questions and then and you'll go. Um, and so it's, it's that simple. And then you'll find recipes there and you'll find an activity feed. And, and we do things like we prompt questions every day of like different topics just to keep people thinking about their journey. So since it's an easy access. 
That's fantastic. And for those who don't know your work, as I said earlier, you know, Dell has written four incredible cookbooks, The Forks Over Knives, Better Than Vegan, which is really one of my favorite, which is the title of this episode today, because I feel that everything you do is, in fact, better than vegan. Uh, <laughs> you've got your China Study Quick and Easy cookbook, the China Study Family cookbook. So, People that have not, you know, learned about your cooking or don't know about you that are listening today, just talk a little bit about your work at the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies as a culinary specialist. Yeah, I was hired to help add to the content, the the rich content that's already there. You know, if you go to nutritionstudies.org, you'll find recipes there in addition to the CNS kitchen recipes. Um, but we write a lot about. I, I spend a lot of time. Per, creating recipes that will go onto that site, but also talking about um, my relationship with food as well. So you, you can learn a lot about both of those things by, by visiting the website. But my job primarily is, is in teaching and then helping to get the word out there about how tasty um, this food can be. It, it's kind of a dream job. Um, you know, I, I get to do what I like every day, which is to create great recipes and to share them with people. That's fantastic, and you're so good at it, too. Uh, everybody, you want to check out CNS Kitchen. You want to check out Dell's books. They're all fantastic. I guess my personal favorite might be better than vegan, but I love them all. And, uh, you know, the holidays, the holidays, the holidays. Everybody gets a little bit stressed at the holidays for different reasons, but much of this is about cooking. What are we going to feed? What are we going to eat? What are we going to serve our families? If we have a little party or a little get together, what we're going to do, what are we going to do if we want to keep it plant-based? And so I know you've got a lot of them, but what is your top tip for serving healthier vegan holiday meals that deliver on taste, are going to please omnivores, but they're also healthy too? I I think I think the key for for everybody is to learn very easily that you can recreate flavor without recreating the unhealthy sides of it. In other words, there are herbs and spices that go into my my aunt Jackie's cornbread stuffing, right? The the poultry seasoning, the so sage, yeah. marjoram, etc. Um, and you know, there's a recipe, one of my favorite recipes in that, uh, better than vegan, is the Chef Del Stuffed Beast. It's yes. the baked tofu with that cornbread stuffing. And it really is about the just the flavors that go into um, my Aunt Jackie's stuffing are recreated here. We just leave out the oil and we leave out the dairy and we use whole food ingredients. It's, it's a simple transition. I think it, there's a couple of basic rules, and one of them is, is getting the oil out of, out of your diet. You, you don't need it. You don't have to saute with oil or with oil. I do it. And, and a lot of recipes, by the way, translate very easily just by getting rid of that and then using whole grain versions of your some of your other ingredients. So white flour gets replaced with whole grain flour. And of course, cornmeal is, is, is a whole grain food. But then leaving that oil out, leaving out the butter and leaving out the dairy doesn't sacrifice flavor. It doesn't change it that much. And letting your taste buds adapt to that, once you do that, then you're, you're full in. You're on board. You're ready to go because then you can explore all of the, the great tastes that are out there. And I, I think without a lot of effort, it's, it's not as hard as people think. I think we overthink these things. 
I agree with you 100%. And you are truly uh, a master chef in that area and, and all the way around. I mean, just your flavors and the way you recreate dishes and create new dishes at the same time uh, is just amazing. And I do urge anyone who's listening today and they're saying, oh, gosh, you know, I don't think I can do it or I don't know, and what am I going to do, and how am I going to give up this food and that food? Just check out Dell's books, go to CNS Kitchen, learn more, and start experimenting. I don't know if you agree with me, Dell, but, but I know you know this. What I try to communicate with everybody is you don't have to just do it like today and all of a sudden you're 100% vegan and you're 100% plant-based and you can do it over time. Start adding more of these meals into your weekly menu plan. Try serving some plant-based vegan holiday meals this season and you know, try it a little bit at a time. See how much you love it and you like it. And then eventually, before you know it, you're going to be uh, turning your diet around. What do you think of that, Dell? Yeah, I agree. I think, and that's the pathway that a lot of people take is they start experimenting a little bit and trying new recipes and they find that they like them. Mm-hmm. And I think that encourages them to keep going. And I think that's t- very much the way to do it um, is start with just one or two recipes. You don't have to recreate the wheel here because, you know, between the two of us, I mean, you've got some wonderful cookbooks out there and I've tried many of your recipes and enjoyed them. So between the two of us, there are plenty of great choices out there. And what I love about um, your show and when watching your show is that people get to see, um, not only see them being made, and that's what we do in our cooking classes, but then to see how beautiful some of the foods are and the presentations that you do. And I think that seeing with your eyes is all a part of that journey that food can, it can look good, it can taste good, and it can be healthy. Yeah, we eat with our eyes first. It's an old saying, and it really does apply, particularly when we're cooking with plants. Uh, Now, I am so excited about this carrot dog recipe. (laughs) I just, you know, I've done a a couple of versions myself, and and they're okay, but this one really, really is so good, and I really think it speaks to the point of what we're talking about today, is that not only do you share the recipe, and thank you, thank you for sharing it with us, by the way, but also on your website, you talk about all the toppings, and that's where I think you and I are just 100% in line with our thinking. It's not just the basic recipe for something that you're trying to recreate. It's also having the toppings or the dressings or something on top of it that's really going to finish the dish. And that's what I think you've done so brilliantly, not only the carrot dog, but the ideas for the toppings. So, Please share the recipe with us is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> happily, happily so. You know, my, my influence for that recipe came from one of my favorite. We have a, um, a gourmet hot dog restaurant here that has lots of vegan options. And what's amazing is when you look at the menu is there are so many toppings that people put on their hot dogs. And I'm like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, and everybody has their favorite topping. So that kind of inspired me to to make it interesting and, and to make it more than just, you know, a, a hot dog is a hot dog and a carrot dog. Well, you know, it's it's a carrot dog. But to start putting your favorite toppings on there and you won't know the difference. Absolutely. So... 
give us a little sneak peek into that recipe. And everyone, uh, do know that the carrot dog recipe is going to be on the Jazzy Vegetarian blog today. So you can go there and get the recipe plus links to CNS Kitchen, to Dell's website, to some of his books. So you're going to be able to go there and just learn about everything we're talking about on the program today. But please share that recipe now if you would. Well, the, the key to this recipe, I mean, you have to uh, cook it properly, but the key to this recipe are the spices that go into it, and those make all the difference. And one of the key spices, and, and, I, and that's where I got the recipe from originally, was from looking up how to make um, my own carrot dogs. I swear to goodness. And, and I was like, well, how to make your own hot dog, right? And, mm-hmm. and what goes into... Um, making hot dogs. Well, what are the spices that go into hot dogs? Is mace is one of them, oh. right? Oh. Uh, it's the key. As a matter of fact, I had a guy online saw the recipe once. He goes, he goes, man, you figured that out exactly. It's mace. So there's several spices that go in there, but don't and don't cut back on those because they all matter. Garlic and granulated onion and mustard powder and coriander and mace and paprika. Those spices all came from versions of traditional hot dog recipes that I found. Huh. And it makes all the difference. Wow. Wow. Makes all the difference. And and you you put it into these spices and then you marinate it, I think, is what is what I read exactly. Yeah, what you want to do first is you you cook your hot dogs so that you tenderize them and and that way it sort of gets them ready to accept that marinade. And then Mm -hmm. you create your marinade and, and then add them to that, right? And, right. and then you can let that sit for a couple of hours, if you will, or overnight if you want to. But then you can either grill them or, um, you know, cook them on a, on a stovetop however you want to to finish them. I do have one question uh, that I know that I'll get from, from our readers and viewers. We already have a low-sodium tamari in there. But what about the folks who say, okay, I can't have any sodium at all? I get those questions a lot. I wish I had the name of it. You know, I got this from Chef AJ recently, um, the name of a salt substitute that's, that's actually sodium-free. Um, I'll look for it and, and send it to you, um, okay. but you can certainly use that. Now, I'm going to tell you something. People who go low-sodium or sodium-free are pretty used to the taste of foods that don't have salt added to them. So part of the adaptation process is what they call um, the down-regulation of your taste buds, getting used to that. And once you do... Even the slightest bit of salt tastes too salty for those people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. So we'll have that on the website, some substitutions for those of you that write in and maybe want to make it a little lower sodium. Once you get a hold of this recipe, it's yours. You know, Enjoy it and do with it what you will. <laughs> That's what I say, too. I'm in complete agreement with that. We're talking with the brilliant, the incredible Del Shroff today. And uh, do visit jazzyvegetarian.com. Visit our blog. You'll learn more about CNS Kitchen. You'll learn about Dell. You'll have links to his website. What is your actual website, Dell? ChefDelshroff.com is my website. There it is. And you'll find some some recipes there that I, I love and occasionally add more to. Yeah, well, that's where I found the carrot dog recipe, and I was like, what? That's great. And it is S-R-O-U-F-E, everybody. So that's Chef correct. Del, yeah. S-R-O-U-F-E dot com. Well, as always, it goes by so quickly. I just think we have to do this again sometime soon, maybe at the beginning of the year. And 
I'm wishing you a very healthy and a happy and stress-free plant-based holiday this season, Dell. Laura, the same to you. I appreciate you so much and love the work that you do. Um, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was the amazing, the incredible Chef Del Shrove. Be sure to visit Chef Del at chefdelshrove.com. That's chefdelshrove.com. And do visit jazzyvegetarian.com after the program today to get Chef's fantastic vegan carrot dog recipe and get links to his books and his website and the CNS Kitchen. Chef Dell, I can't thank you enough for being on this program today. We're going to have to do it again. Don't you think so? I think so. Well, in jazzy news, man, we got so much exciting stuff happening. Yay! Season 10. Can you believe it? Season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian will be airing on many PBS and public television stations all around the country beginning on November 14th, 2022. Yes, it's our 10th anniversary season featuring my lively vegan cuisine that's easy and super, super delicious. Now, in this landmark season, I'm going to divulge my best jazzy secrets for creating light, wholesome, satisfying vegan and gluten-free recipes that anyone can master. Sharing lots of tips for how to be more efficient in a plant-based kitchen, how to build vegan menu plans to suit a family with varied tastes and This season connects with everyone, vegans, vegetarians, and omnivores. So I hope you're going to tune in. And I am very, very excited, pleased, and honored to announce that the updated 10th anniversary edition of my most popular cookbook, it was my first cookbook, Jazzy Vegetarian Lively Vegan Cuisine, that's easy and delicious, will be released on November 15th, 2022, right along the premiere of Season 10 on public television. It is the official companion cookbook to the season, and it features over 120 recipes, including 25 new recipes, lots of updated fan-favorite recipes, over 200 full-color photos, full menu plans, modernized cooking tips, gluten-free options, plus guidelines to lower the fat content in many recipes. You're going to want to get a copy of this one, folks. Even if you had the first book, this is just... It's fantastic. I'm so proud of this. And you're just going to go to jazzyvegetarian.com, and there you can purchase a signed copy. And I'll sign it for you. I'll send it to you. And uh, you can learn more about the fabulous book, the program, and everything we're doing here at jazzyvegetarian.com, vegan and delicious. Plus, there is one more thing. Season 5 of Jazzy Vegetarian is now re-airing on the nationally broadcast Create channel every Sunday, every Monday. Season 5. Oh, man, this was featuring one of our most popular seasons. Celebrity guests like Lydia Bastianich, Leonard Skinner, guitarist Ricky Medlock, Juliana Heber, the plant-based dietitian, you know Juliana, she's fantastic. And uh, I'm going to show you in that season, I show you how to cook healthy, easy, and delicious vegan food like I always do for your family and friends. But we've got some special 
special menus, a plant-based Sunday brunch, a vegan garden fresh dinner. I sing a little bit with Ricky Medlock. We've got that fantastic Hungry Guy burger in this season. So many, so many wonderful recipes. And this was our Taste Award winning season. It really is a must-see. So please check your local listings every Sunday, every Monday on the Create Network. I hope you're going to tune in. Well, I know you've been waiting for it. It's something special for the holidays, and it's my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious. My recipe of the week. Oh, yeah, this is a good one, folks. This is my festive vegan sweet potato pie. It is so easy, so delicious. It's one that you can make throughout the holiday season, no matter what you're celebrating. It really has a festive flourish to the close of any holiday family or company meal. And using pre-baked sweet potatoes and a quick-to-prepare cookie crumb crust makes it super, super easy. And it's going to dazzle your family and guests alike. And it makes eight servings. This is from season six of Jazzy Vegetarian. So you just want to go to jazzyvegetarian.com, look under the TV recipes, go to season six, and you will find this recipe there. So the ingredients. Crust is two ingredients, just two, two, two ingredients, two and a half to three cups of vegan cookie crumbs. I like to use ginger cookies for this because I think it gives it a great kind of a holiday twist, but you can use vegan vanilla cookies. You can use vegan graham crackers, really anything you like with this. So you want to have about two and a half to three cups of vegan cookie crumbs and then one-third of a heaping cup of vegan buttery spread. That's the whole crust. That's what makes it so easy for a festive holiday dinner. And you're going to put the cookie crumbs in a medium-sized bowl, add your vegan buttery spread, and incorporate it into the crumbs using a dough blender or a large fork until it's really well combined. Add a little bit more of that vegan buttery spread if the crumbs seem a little bit dry. It should resemble wet sand when you're done with it. That's how you know it's the right consistency. Then press this fabulous vegan crust into an ungreased 9-inch pie plate and bake it for 7 minutes, put it on a wire rack, and let it cool for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, however long it takes you to make the filling. But you do want to let it cool before you make your filling. Now your filling also really, really easy. Two to three very large or four to five small baked sweet potatoes cooled. Now, here's the deal. Why this is super, super easy for the holidays is that you can make the baked potatoes uh, two days in advance. One day is, is better. They're a little fresher. So you can make them 24, even 48 hours in advance. You want to bake your sweet potatoes. I like to wrap them in some parchment paper and then wrap them in foil. And you're going to put a little air hole in them. I like to put a cross on the top or uh, use a fork and put some holes in it so they don't explode while they're baking. Uh, that's a great jazzy tip, by the way. And you're going to bake them in a 400 oven, oh, probably for about an hour. It really depends on the size of your sweet potatoes. So you're going to make them and you're going to cool them completely. You can use them warm in this recipe, but once again, it really is best to make them the day before or the morning of 
put them in the refrigerator, they get nice and firm, and it's easy then to take the pulp out of the skins. Then one third of a cup of maple syrup, one quarter teaspoon of allspice, one quarter teaspoon of ground ginger, and one quarter teaspoon of ground cinnamon. That's the whole filling. You're going to preheat your oven to 375 degrees. And then meanwhile, you're going to slice each sweet potato in half lengthwise. Scoop out the pulp using a teaspoon or I like a grapefruit spoon. Put the pulp in a medium-sized bowl. Add the maple syrup, allspice, ginger, and cinnamon. Mash it really well using a potato masher or a large fork until the mixture is almost smooth. Then pour the filling over the crust, smooth the top using an offset spatula or rubber spatula. Make it kind of even on top. You'll see a few nooks and crannies. That's perfectly fine. Just gives it a lot of nice texture. And then you're going to bake the pie for 25 to 27 minutes or until it's almost set. Now while the pie bakes, put one and a half tablespoons of brown sugar and a half of a teaspoon of ground cinnamon in a small bowl and stir it very well to combine. Remove the pie from the oven, sprinkle the sugar-cinnamon mixture evenly over the top of the pie, and then swirl it into the top of the pie using your spatula, or you can use a fork or a spoon, whatever works for you. And you want to make certain to get all of that sugar-cinnamon mixture moistened with some of that filling, and then bake it for five to seven minutes more until the pie is almost set. It is really good. It's a really cool technique. you got to give it a try. Then put the pie on a wire rack and garnish with pecans or walnuts. You want to have some pecan halves or walnut halves. Looks really, really pretty. You'll find a picture of this on the website, of course. Let it cool for 30 minutes and then refrigerate it for at least four hours before serving. Covered and stored in the refrigerator, your leftover pie will keep for about two days. Actually, you can make the pie the night before your party, and then it's going to be nice and firmed up for your get-together. You're going to find this recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com under TV Recipes, Episode 605, that's episode 605, Jazzin' Up Veggies. Oh yeah, vegetables for dessert, man, I just love it. Okay, music today, Jim Brickman. He's a good friend of Jazzy Vegetarian, and this is from his Faith CD. A great tune called What We Believe In. So this is Jim Brickman featuring Ty Herndon on the vocals. What We Believe In. Just the other day I was walking down the street I stopped into that place You know The one where we used to meet Thought I heard you call my name In a whisper on the wind And I remember you were going Never coming back again But if love is what We believe in I'll see you In heaven's first bright star If seeing is believing I look into the skies And there you are Oh, you're not that far 
Featuring Ty Herndon, What We Believe In. Beautiful tune, isn't it? Just beautiful. I want to thank Chef Dell again for being on the program today. I want to thank you for listening, because without you, well, there would be no podcast. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Jazzy Vegetarian. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.